to just bow your heads this morning. Father God, we just come before you now, Lord, with lifted hands. Father, we come before you and say that we are in need of you. And Father, we know what a great and holy and mighty God you are. Father, it's that reason that we're here to celebrate you because you have shown us grace and mercy. Father, you've shown us the greatest act of love. Father, we love you because you first loved us. And Father, you give us a heart of love that we can love our mothers because you've shown us how to love. Father God, I just pray everything in the precious, most holy name, your son, Jesus. Amen. And amen, as we come this morning trying to think of Mother's Day, you know, that these days sometimes can be a little difficult for the pastor because you get a Mother's Day every year and you don't want to preach the same sermon every year. So you began looking, you began thinking and seeking God and he kept coming back to the, the same thing with me. And I want us today to look at lessons from Mary, the mother of Jesus For Mother's Day might be an unusual passage for you, but one that is probably very familiar. If you'll take your Bibles and open with me this morning to the Gospel according to Luke chapter 1. And go ahead and turn to verse 26, Luke 1, 26. And understand that as we're getting there that times that we're in today as we look and we see uh, we think about how difficult they are look at all the things that are going on around us and how horrific it is do you know that the bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun there were difficult times going on back in mary's day They were waiting for a Messiah to come. They had been foretold all through their Bible, which was our Old Testament, that there was one coming to save them. They were all under persecution. Times were hard. But yet there was this young lady. We have it in our English version as Mary. You look in the Greek, it's Miriam. We've heard that name. And God came and he spoke to her. In her mind, probably originally at the most inopportune time for the message that he had to bring her. A young lady engaged to be married is going to get the news in just a moment that while she's not married yet, she's fixing to become pregnant. We think of that today, you know, it's a lot different today than it was a few years ago. But it's still not normally looked upon favorably for a woman to be pregnant out of wedlock, much less in their day. In Mary's day, that was a death sentence for her. Would you stand with me as we read this passage and let's see some lessons that we can learn from Mary, the mother of Jesus. Beginning in verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph 
of the house or the lineage of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and was pondering what kind of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and there will be no end of his kingdom. But Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the slave of the Lord May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. Father, we are listening. Lord, would you open our ears to hear from Holy Spirit? Would you soften our hearts that we can feel the moving of Holy Spirit? And Father God, I just pray everything in the precious, most holy name. Of your son Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated. As we begin to look at these lessons from Mary, as I told you, things were not the best for her. Definitely not the time to receive news she was going to be pregnant. Number one, Mary was engaged to be married. Number two, Mary was a poor girl. We see that in other parts of scriptures that shows us just exactly how poor her family was. She's not ready to be receiving a child into her. Everyone's looking for where the Messiah is going to come. Can you imagine yourself in that situation? You know, I find oftentimes it seems like maybe the darkest moments and the most unusual times... When the voice of God speaks to us. Amen. I know many of you have been through that. You can testify to that. We have to be ready. And sometimes God gets us there. And I believe today, I know for me and for many of you out there, we're ready to hear a word from God. Amen. But what do we do? I believe God speaks when we're ready. He gets us ready. We have to be prepared. So here's what I want us to take. There's four things I want us to look at today. And the first one is that Mary pondered. Mary thought about what was said. Look look there at verse 29. But she was very perplexed at this statement and was pondering what kind of greeting this was. She was pondering about, can you imagine... I don't know that I could fully imagine this, but it says that the angel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now imagine Mary, just a young, poor little girl, and the angel says, 
favored one, greetings from the Lord. She began to think about that. She began to ponder on that. She began to try to determine what is the ramifications. What does this mean? What's going on here? You see, when the Lord speaks to us, I believe that we need to ponder the words that the Lord speaks. We need to think about them. Maybe we need to write them down or or to jot them down and give us time to ponder and think of it. Because, you know, when the Lord speaks, we can easily let it go. Oh, that wasn't him. Oh, you know, who knows what that was. But there comes a time in life when the Lord speaks and we've got to ponder to determine what it says. Because what does scripture tell us? His ways are higher than our ways when he speaks. And when the Lord's wanting to do a miracle in your life... And he's wanting to speak to you and he's wanting to move in your mind. It might not sound quite right. Oh, Mary, you know, she's just sitting there doing whatever she's doing. Maybe she's sewing. Maybe she's cleaning vegetables. Maybe she's out doing who knows what. When all of a sudden she hears those words, greeting favored one, the Lord is with you. So she paused and she pondered. I want to encourage you because I'm here to tell you today, church, the Lord still speaks today. He still communicates with his saints. But we need to ponder and we need to think about those things. She was trying to think of what it was and the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. Now she had to definitely ponder this one. I'm fixing to become pregnant. What's going on around me? What are people going to think? You know, oftentimes when the Lord asks us to do something, it's contrary to what the world believes. It's contrary to what the world thinks. So she's pondering all of this in her mind, but she doesn't just ponder it. Second thing is, is she believed. Mary believed what she heard. We see that in two different places. Actually, with her pondering comes this belief in verse 34. But Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? I want you to hear the choice of words. Not how might this be. Or I don't think so. What she was pondering was within her belief. Her belief was not swaying back and forth. She says, how will this be since I am a virgin? You see, she began to ponder what was being said, but she believed what was being said. When the Lord spoke to her, you're going to have a child. She didn't doubt it. We've seen that in Scripture. Other people doubted it, laughed at what God had to say about it. But she says, how will this be? She believes in knowing that it's going to come. And then in verse 45, it says, when she went to visit with Elizabeth, And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Oftentimes God speaks to us in our relationship to him and what we're seeking him for. I pray that daily you're seeking the Lord. That you're searching for him and he's going to speak to you church. And when the 
Lord speaks to you through Holy Spirit, you need to ponder what's need what's being said. You need to be thinking about what's being said. You need to let it run through your mind and begin to process that. But in that pondering, you need to believe that it will happen. What does the book of James, I think it is, tells us that those who lack wisdom need to ask the Lord and he'll give them freely. But it says don't ask with a double mind. Don't think, well, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Go into it with faith. When the Lord speaks, he's not speaking a lie, I can tell you that. When the Lord speaks, he's going to speak the truth to you. But you must believe in that. You must ponder it. I was just listening yesterday to uh, the celebration service for the life of Dr. Charles Stanley. And he told the story of what his mother taught him through prayer. And that his, um, I think it was his uncle was a pastor. And he said, sometimes when the Lord speaks, you just need to move and leave the consequences to him. He said, if the Lord tells you to run through that wall, you took your head down and you start running, let the Lord make the hole in the wall for you to get through. You see, we must believe what the Lord is saying. Mothers, I can only imagine it's a difficult life raising children. Especially if your children were anything like mine. I I put my mom through the ringer. But the Lord blessed. You with those children. The Lord speaks. It's responsibility to speak to them from the Lord. But when you hear the Lord speak, ponder what he's saying. Work through it, but you need to believe it. It's okay to process it in your mind. How are we going to get through? But don't doubt That's where the problem comes in, is when we begin to doubt. We need to believe And thirdly, once we have pondered what the Lord has had to say, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's saying. Thirdly, Mary surrendered. Listen to her total unselfish surrender. Verse 38. But Mary said, Behold the slave of the Lord. May it be done to me According to your word, and the angel departed from her. No reservation. Total surrender. She begins with that word slave. She's in total surrender, total submission to the Lord. I mean, this is being set up for a miracle to happen. The miracle of all miracles. A miracle that has affected the entire world. You know, Mary's surrender here to the Lord has affected every single one of us sitting in this room today. It's the reason we're here. Can you imagine if Mary would have said, "Hmm, thank you God, but now it's not the time. She could have. God created us all with a free will. Some might say, no, she couldn't get you. We have the free will. We choose sin. If you look at what we choose, it's far worse than that. But God gave us a free will. She said, behold the slave of the Lord. And in those words, may it be done to me according to your word. Church, when we can get to that point 
I believe we're there at times, but I believe there's a lot of times we're not. God, you know, let's work on a different time. Not quite ready. Or maybe we just block it out altogether. But a lesson from Mary is to ponder it, to believe it, but then to surrender. You know, when we become total surrender to the Lord, there's nothing he cannot do through us. You know, God can do whatever God wants to do. Amen. He's big enough. He's mighty enough. All he's got to do is speak it. Look at creation. But he has chosen to use those who have surrendered to him and become his slaves. Not a popular word today. That's not exactly what the word means. We've put such a negative connotation on it today. I mean, the slave was dependent upon the master. The master had a responsibility to protect, to provide, to lead, and to command that slave what to do. We are slaves. We have been bought by a price. We have so often talked about this free grace. It's free to us. Yes, it is indeed. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. But it costs God everything. It cost him his son. There is a price for freedom. Just as a slave has been bought, we have been bought through the redemption, blood, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we surrender to that. We become obedient to the Father. And God has all the responsibility to provide for us. Amen? To comfort us. To be there with us. To protect us. To lead us. To guide us. Hallelujah. I'll be a slave. You remember? Let's take it back a little bit. You remember being a child at home and mom and daddy had to pay the bills? What a rude awakening that was when you become an adult. Let me go back. They provided your clothes. The mothers loved us up all night long because we're crying and belly aching. Can't go to sleep. Newborns, you get no sleep. But I picture the mother being the arms of God. As she steps in and she just surrounds those children. You love them. You know what? Doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter if that child decides to run away. Doesn't matter if that child decides to leave you. That child looks you in your face and says, You're dead to me. Never talk to me again. That child by the legal system gets adopted out to someone else. You know what, mothers? You are still the mother of that child. And that's just how we are. When we are God's children, we are always his no matter what we do. No matter how far we run. No matter how much we spit in his face. He still loves us. And I know from my mother's own heart. And from many testimonies from you that are dealing with situations just like that, you still love that child regardless. God still loves us regardless. But we must become total surrender to him, fall under his obedience, and allow God to do the work. Mary, engaged to be married, you're fixing to have a child,
You're going to become pregnant. I know this conversation probably didn't happen, but I can almost hear it now. Mary, don't worry with what anyone else has to say. You focus on me, and I'll take care of everything else. You take it, you believe it, you run with it, and you leave the consequences to me, Mary. And because of her belief, this young, poor girl had the blessing of mothering Jesus, the Son of God. When God moves, he moves in miraculous ways. But not just that. Now imagine, I want you to put yourself here before I go to this next point. She's heard the news that as an unwed young girl, she's fixing to become pregnant. And the first lesson we learned is she pondered that. She thought about that. What what is this all going to entail? But she never wavered in her belief because she believed right from the beginning that it will happen. How will this happen? And then it tells us that Elizabeth said that she believed. And then she surrendered totally to that. So imagine the news, if you can, in her situation. Times are difficult. The Jewish people are being persecuted. She's poor, has no money. She's not married yet, but fixing to be married and can lose her fiance because she's fixing to become pregnant. I mean, who in the world is going to believe that? A woman has never known a man become pregnant. But she believed. And the fourth thing we see is Mary praised God. This is a difficult part. Look over at verse 46. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. She begins to pray to God. She begins to praise Him and thank Him of this wonderful news. Because when the Lord brings it, it's great news. Why the world sees the negative. Mary had total surrender to her Savior. She was fixing to be the mother of the Savior. She was going to have 33 years. That's all. So young Jesus was. And then she would have to release him back to the Father. She would have to release him to be beaten, ridiculed, displayed up on a cross for all to see and sit there and watch her own son die a horrendous death. But she praised God. You see, mothers, we praise you today. God has instilled into you the motherhood and blessed you with children But there comes a point in time that you have to release those children. They have to make their own decisions. We have to entrust them into God. We have to be like Mary and be total surrender. May it be as you say. And let them go out into the world. All the while praying, loving, and hoping.
that they come to find Christ and that they too will surrender because there comes a point in time in everybody's life that that happens as they come along. There comes that point in time when Holy Spirit calls and he speaks and every single human on the face of the earth must ponder Holy Spirit's conviction you're in need of a savior before you ever surrendered your life you ponder that and then as you move through these lessons that Mary taught we believe Jesus said I'm the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me we must believe that what Jesus did on that cross was full there's nothing else needed nothing else you can do nothing else I can do and then we have to come before him in total surrender say I accept that and then we praise God amen as we go through life church the Lord is still speaking daily listen don't be like I have for many years and have so much scheduled that you don't hear the voice. Because when he speaks, we must ponder. Think about it. What does this mean? What's going on? Believe what it says. Surrender to it. And then praise God. You know, sometimes he brings us news we don't want to hear. But we're to praise God in everything because we know that Scripture tells us, church, that for those... This, so much of this is left out today. But for those who are called, according to the Lord, he works out all things for his good. Not everything that happens is caused by God. Not everything turns out good because not everyone's called according to God. Surrender to him. Praise him. This morning, would you bow your heads? Father God, I just want to come before you now Lord and say thank you for your word Father thank you for life Father thank you for these lessons Lord that will help us to get through life Father when you speak Father help us to ponder help us to listen and Father help us to believe regardless of how weird it may sound how grand it may sound, or maybe how insignificant. Help us to believe. And then, Father, may we be like Mary and say, Your servant, may it be as you say. And then, Father, may we praise you in advance, Lord God, for what you are going to do. Father, I just thank you now so much. Father, I pray everything in the precious, most holy name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.